Wait, should I say it? Yeah, be blunt as fuck. This is Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Brutally Blunt. Um, so you guys know we are so into sports and football. So <laughs> we have a special guest for you guys. We have um, Devin Kajuice. Um, his nickname is Juice, not to be confused with like OJ Simpson or drugs. Um, it's a good just, kind of juice. <laughs> it's a good kind of juice. It's good juice, not drug juice. (laughs) (laughs) So former NFL player turned energy healer, right? Yeah. So, well, one, thank you for both having me here. It's uh, it's an honor and a privilege, truly, especially I love the title, Brutally Blunt. (laughs) From Long Island, New York, we used to talk like this with my hands all the time. You did? We love New York. We're trying oh. to move there. <laughs> we are. Do you see my shirt says New York? Yeah, I was like, New York. Go. Did I get it? Cool. New York. New York. So you used to have an accent? Yeah, I used to talk like this a little bit. And it was, uh, it wow. was hard. We kind of so, like the accent. Yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, it's like uh, what happens is I'm one of those people that when I'm in an environment, I will adapt the accent. Mm. The second I'm yes. in Australia. I'm fucked. Excuse my. My language. mom calls that um, code switching. I struggle with it, but good to know you can do it. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it's just really playful. But um, but again, thank you for having me on. And you know, wow, what a what a start, what an intro it is. <laughs> I love that. I was like, oh, she's actually, yep, she did. Yeah, cool, awesome, Hello. yeah. Not either of those, but just in case. <laughs> just in case you guys yeah, are wondering who we had on. Yeah, uh, don't want to confuse the people. Yeah. Um, so tell us like about yourself and like how you got into the NFL and then now where you are. Yeah, so I'll try not to ramble too much. Um, well, where I am right now, I'm going to go backwards. Is like I'm an energy worker, personal trainer, and then like a life guide. I wouldn't say a coach. Because I don't know, when I hear the word coaching, it's like someone telling you what to do. And what I want to remind people is like, you have choice. You always have a choice. And I don't think that we're educated enough to be reminded how much choice we actually have. Breaking it down to simply like, yeah, I choose to put my clothes on, right? Or choosing to react versus being conscious in an emotion or a thought. And then also, again, choosing like, okay, I'm told what to do here, but do I have to do this in a mature way? So I like to combine that all three of them together as, again, you are not just your body. You are not just your mind. You are not just your emotions and you're definitely not just your spirit. So that's where I like to start is like, that's what I do now, how I got here. (laughs) Um, Being from New York, everything was nitty gritty. It was always about watching your back, but figuring it out. I used to, you know, have to wake up at 4.45 in the morning to catch a 5.30 bus, catch two and a half hours, and then school would start at 8.12. And then practice would start at 4.30. And then I would finally get out of practice, catch the bus, hopefully by 7.30 early, get off the bus at 8, which was the Metro, uh, 8.30, excuse me, then walk home, hopefully get home by 9 to start homework. And that routine started again in high school. So I went to a Catholic high school. I got the opportunity to go to Stanford University 
I did end up graduating there with STS, which is Science, Technology, Society, whatever, Life Science and Biotech. So that's a combination of stem cell research or human biology mixed with computer science. And so I was really heavy into the sciences. I was raised Catholic and I was like, God or source or Jesus. I was like, you lied to me because I watched National Geographic and they were <laughs> trying to prove how Moses didn't part the sea and Noah's Ark was impossible. And, you know, 10 years old, I was pretty impressionable, I would say. And uh, so I had left it, but I always believed something greater, something bigger, but I really leaned heavy into science. And so there was this um, woman I was with at the time, and I consider her my Ruth in the Bible. And I'm not going to dive into the biblical stories, but I ended up going to Christianity for about two years. Who is Ruth married to in the Bible? Noah? Uh, no, Ru- uh, Ruth was actually not married. Uh, <laughs> 10 years of Catholic <laughs> school here. Yeah, we like, have forgotten Ruth. all of our church stuff. Um, we weren't prepared. Yeah, but I was just trying like, to make sure if I could keep up who Ruth was. Honestly, like just the importance of Ruth was she was able to bring back these gentlemen back to God, remind them of like faith and source. And okay. that's how I use this woman in my life. Is she was a catalyst for bringing me back to God and source, but not in the religious way. So I was in Christianity for two years. And then I went to the NFL, uh, undrafted free agents to the San Francisco 49ers. I was a wide receiver and then went to the Packers. And they're like, well, you play tight end. And if you don't know what a tight end is, it's basically like a hybrid of the guy on the outside catching the ball and the big heavy guys in the middle blocking for the quarterback or the running back. But it's a hybrid. So I've never learned this language. I'm bashing my face around like concussion after concussion, but obviously you don't record it. And I got brought to my knees. I was in full surrendering. I was like reading the Bible and I was getting pissed off at the Bible. And I'm like, yo, this unconditional loving God, the word unconditional literally means no boundaries, no limits, no conditions. So when I'm reading certain verses and I'm like, Jesus, there's no way you would say this. Like, this is not loving. This is conditional. I had this overwhelming urge and yeah, you could say I heard a voice, but or like the voice in our head say, put the Bible down. So that was one. Simultaneously, I have this book that was gifted to me when I was with the Niners over training camp, The Energy Bus by John Gordon. And that's really just about 10 simple rules or guidelines on how to be a joyful person or leading a positive life. And it doesn't uh, imply the religious aspect of it, but I use it for, again, the lessons. And three is my favorite number. And so that same week was the bye week. And I went home and saw my mom in New York and I'm in the deepest depression of my life. And she's like, will you just come with me to a crystal store? And I was like, at this point, whatever you say. Was and, she into crystals? Oh, yeah. My mom was in around that time. This was in 2016. She had been into it like Reiki and chakras and all the crystals and the woo-woo, as they say, for about five years. And I straight up as a scientist and all through college, I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm not going to call you crazy. Like, you're a kook, but do like, you think? You're a kook. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I was like, all right, yeah. whatever, mom, you and your little rattlestick and you know all <laughs> and I mean was, me and Katie was, are pretty woo-woo so yeah we're very we into it. it so we get it yeah. and people think we sound crazy and I'm like you just don't get it <laughs> yeah, yeah you just don't understand so I don't know how to tell you yeah yeah and it's like it's okay I still love you and like I hope the Holy Spirit blasts you open and you're like oh <laughs> love and light let me just blast <laughs> love and light right through your fucking yeah. soul until you get it yeah exactly yeah. 
to bleed out of your third eyes. But yeah, I went there and experienced my first stone. I had closed my eyes and I hovered my hand over like hundreds of crystals. It, like, you know, you can get the little tumble pieces and there was heat actually coming up from one. And I'm like, mm, that's not real. Then I closed my eyes again. And it was the same general area. I didn't read the stone and I ended up picking one up. And right as I cupped it, I held it just like this. I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? And she's like, intuitively feel what you need to do. I was like, okay. So I closed my eyes and I start breathing. And immediately I feel this tingling sensation run up through the side of my left arm. I threw the rock. I was like, what the F is that? That's not real. So I calmed down for a second. I was like, scientific method. If everything maintains the same and the only control is control variable is the stone, repeat the process. Boom, repeat again. And it intensified my entire system. And I smiled for the first time in months. And I was like, okay, well, I may not know what this is and maybe it's placebo. Maybe it's not. I don't really care, but I know in this moment, I feel better than I ever have. And then I went back to Green Bay with my little treasure chest of stones, finished reading that book by the energy bus and was able to not only change my own life, but change the team that I was playing for the Packers and all of that energy. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Cool. Like I know I was against it, but like this stuff works. Wait, what was the, what was the OG stone that changed your life? Fluorite. 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 Yeah. Isn't that kind of like a basic one too? It is, but I don't know that much about crystals, but like (laughs) I would say it's more of an abundant crystal. And why I say that versus like basic, and I'm not picking on you here. I'm just like I meant like it's like a common stone, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Again, like I just I have this quote in front of my desk that says be impeccable with your word. And it was a gift and a card. So trust me, I'm on the same boat. I'm working really hard at not cursing but i did earlier so stop me at any time you know like i don't work on that <laughs> yeah that's not i'm working on myself but that's not one of the things i've like written down to work on but yeah, maybe like 2023 we'll see <laughs> but yeah so uh, if, uh, if you uh, let an f-bomb fly we probably won't even notice but we know you're working on it so yeah i'm super hard <laughs> uh, but yeah it was just fluoride fluoride the stone of mental and emotional stability and I didn't read a card. I didn't read anything. And it's the one that my body intuitively felt called to pick up. So it's like, what is that coincidence is what people will say. And I was like, no, that's more of serendipity and very intentional. So then from there, I went stone after stone. And now I have an entire plethora of stones <laughs> in this room here. And that was the catalyst that helped change my life. And it's these common stones like fluorite or rose quartz or amethyst or clear quartz that are the ones that are so abundant because they're the fundamentals. They're the foundation. This is what we need in order to just explore and dabble. You know, you can't hand somebody an extremely powerful stone and they're just like, ah, overwhelming. And then they can get shut off. So like Moldavite. I was just going to say like Moldavite. We've been seeing that on TikTok. On TikTok. It's everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, it's really sad and great at the same time you know i uh i walk around with moldavite all the time oh wow oh shit uh, but that's not a beginner stone right yeah you're not dabbling anymore you're like full in yeah i uh i have a lot of moldavite actually i have an entire like little bag here of moldavite like i have a bunch of pieces like moldavite is my stone for sure oh okay so you like it i touched it though i actually legitimately got brought down to my knee did you cry no, I didn't cry, thankfully. Oh, <laughs> everyone on TikTok cries. <laughs> yeah, I'm not exactly information. Sure what that could be about. Um, you know, I, I don't know also because it's media, it's TikTok. Like, 
But Moldavite, again, it's the holy grail of stone. It's a meteorite. So it lands in, it landed in the Czech Republic over 15 million years ago. And it's long, long description in a few words is it takes you from point A to point B in the fastest path possible. And it does that in a spiritual, energetic way. So if it's going to plow up all of this garbage within your system, it's going to do it. It's going to do it right now. So if people are breaking down crying and they're just like, oh my gosh, it's overwhelming. That's normal. People get these massive headaches and they're just like, I can't handle it. And then they put the stone down or they get dizzy or nausea from the stone. That's normal. Um, so Moldavite is a no joke stone, uh, which is why I absolutely love it. Because when you set your intention into it, it's going to take you to that point. Again, super fast, super rapidly. Just got to hold on. Stay grounded. How do you know if Moldavite is real? Because they always say on TikTok, um, they're like, you guys tell have us. like shitty little rocks, like shitty little Moldavites that aren't even real. It's actually a really expensive stone. So how do you know if you're being ripped off or not? So some of the cues that I look for is one of these edges. So I don't know if you guys can see these are it's pretty edgy, yeah. rigid. Like this is Besedanich Moldavite. It kind of um, looks for, like my amethyst. And I, I don't know how clear it is coming in on your side anyway. Like with the jaggedy oh. things. But this would be something more like amethyst would show up. Oh, is this not amethyst? I'm about to find out. That'd be hysterical if you're like, whoa, my whole life is a geode. This <laughs> one? What is this? No, no, yeah, that's amethyst. See, yeah, yeah, that's See how it's like rocky? It. Yeah. Oh, it is, I guess, kind of like that. Well, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Where this is more like, that's okay. And it's still learning, but this is also Moldavite, right? It's really hard to see. Oh, it's green? Yeah, it's a very, it's a green I don't know why I thought it was like black. So did I, because it looked black. Because we saw that on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Sources told us. If it's black, it would have to, I'm actually going to see if I can pull up my light here, if this will help. green there it is wow okay yeah. so completely different than i was thinking yeah yeah so so moldavite is green so one thing is looking for these like grooves there are these not abnormal sense of grooves um which will let you know one secondly bubbles now how those bubbles look it's it again depends because it was molten it was when a meteor hit and then that explosion caused the development of the moldavite and then two if you see like these sense of lines there's usually like you can see almost like uh if a river was frozen in beautiful ice, how you could see how the water was essentially moving. And so those three components will help depict one, yeah, could this be it or not? And then two, how does it make you feel? Moldavite is extremely powerful. It really, really is. Whether it's a low grade or a high grade, Moldavite does move you. It does affect you. Um, and it'll go immediately right to here or your heart. It's a heart and third eye stone. Uh, and I'll shoot you up that way. So those are the kind of the four things that I decide whether Moldavite is real or not. And some may not respond to you as well. Like not all stones are going to be like, yes, this is it magical boom. And you explode off the place of the earth. Um, however, yeah, there's, I actually feel like I was reading or I listened to about 70 to 80% of stones out there are not organic or real. That's yeah. I heard that same thing too. So now I, I wonder is now I'm like, are all my stones bullshit? Exactly. Yeah, probably. I felt that as well. And that's what kind of sucks in a large part. However, that's why when I decide for a stone, I really sit with that. And the two questions I ask are, am I the guardian of this stone? 
And then am I the keeper of this stone? And the difference between the two is one is to protect and just honestly, you're going to be a messenger of it. But the keeper is like for the rest of my life. Um, and I just have this intuitive feeling of yes or no. Um, and then I'll decide if I'm buying it or not. So I go through a simple process, but like, you know, to grab a crystal like this, you know, I'm looking at it and you're like, could this be fake? And you're like, yeah, you could think that. And then when you experience the energy behind it, you're like, well, then absolutely not. Um, but yeah, does it matter all... how big your crystals are or size? It doesn't matter. No, size doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. I only have little ones. Bag to differ, and I was like, but... do I need a big one to get the energy <laughs> that like, because I, I have one big one, but the rest are all little. And then I was like, well, these little things, sometimes I'm not feeling the energy. Well, yeah. do you ever buy ones online or is that like a no, no, because you I, can't see them. Cause I can't feel them. Okay. It's a oh, no, no. Okay. Like to feel, Cause at the end you got it and you want to hold, you're going to hold it. Like, so if I can't feel it, then I don't know if what I'm buying is real or not. And there's Photoshop and photos and then the non-returns and like you no, not even going to risk that. You know, I have plenty of them here. All everyone that I have here, other than like my little store, um, I've handpicked. So it's like through that experience from something as small as a moldavite that brought me to my knees, you know, I can carry something much larger like this calcite and be completely fine and be like, oh yeah, this is a really gentle stone. This is like easy breezy and beautiful. Um, Are you so feeling fun. things as you're picking these up? Oh yeah, for sure. Like I, it's called a crystal high in my opinion. So I'd be careful. I want that a not crystal high. I know, same. <laughs> my crystals have been doing their fucking job. What? Well, never buy off my crystals. That you put them out on the moon, wash them, talk to them, love last them. Last week? Them. Well, I don't talk to them. I was the just... last full moon I put them out. I like, I use sage usually when I clean them. Nice. But like, I don't know how long they need to be in the smoke for. And then I'm just like, you know, it's putting still... it around. Doing shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but I, I should probably put them in the... I was gonna say in the moon, um, like outside, like with the moon. Can it be through the window? Um, window open. Window. Okay, open. so I have it's... not been charging mine then. Okay, so it's uh... it's winter time. <laughs> we haven't been. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's cold. And then I'm like, if I put it outside, like, will an animal take them or like moon water? Like, do, am I gonna get like an animal come and drink out of that? And then I'm gonna drink it, and then I get rabies. Why the like, hell would you drink out of that after it's been outside? Because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed oh. to put the water in the moon and then drink it. Oh, I yeah. thought you just like spray it around your room or like on you, and you're like, I'm. That well, either way, like, what if an animal comes and pisses in that cup? You're gonna spray it all over you. Okay, I want to go back to you saying the crystals changed the NFL team. Like, what the fuck did like did they think they were gonna like? What did the <laughs> I was going to say, what did the boys think? As if I fucking know that. The boys. What, the boys? Boys? what did the boys think about that? Like, kill myself. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you call your friends on the football team. <laughs> friends, bros, dudes, bros. 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 Players, whatever. Players. Tell us about, <laughs> Tell us about the players. <laughs> not players, players. Put players. Okay. But I'm sure there is some players, right? Mm. you know evil i hear no evil i speak no evil you can feel the evil we know it i okay. just feel the upper vibration so what crystals did you give them and what team? <laughs> um mainly with the browns so that was really cool i had nine players ask me like yo juice does this stuff really work bro and i was like well what's going on with your life right now 
and they gave me a description. And this obviously was one of my favorite stories with someone. I'm not going to give names just because respecting their privacy. However, he's asked me, he's a huge individual, a huge lineman. That's all I'm going to get. And he was like, yeah, dude, does this work? I was like, yeah, man, tell me what's going on. He's like, man, I just feel, and he gave me a description of like basically feeling ungrounded. And I was like, would you say it's ungrounded? And he's like, yeah, I guess that works. And I was like, cool, well, I have the stone for you. So I pull out the smoky quartz that I coincidentally brought that day. And I asked him to hold on to it. And when I had him hold it in his hand, and this is how I tend to do uh, breathing exercises with people or starting with a stone, I'll use a little bit of a bigger one. As I'll hold it in here and I'll cover their right hand on the top. And the reason being is because the left hand is receiving and the right hand is giving. And I'm sure many people know this. However, when I, I do this, breathing, <laughs> okay, cool. Sweet. Awesome. Okay. So this is right. Left hand is receiving. Right yeah, hand right. is giving. Shake the hand to give. Right. So mm. that's how I think it's like, you're always giving the energy. So okay. you put it on top. I begin to breathe and imagine that I'm inhaling the stone and it's turning into energy, dust, whatever you want to call it, through the arm to the center of the chest. And then when I exhale, I exhale out the right arm back into the physical stone. So I create this circuit. And I had him do this literally for like five breaths. And then within this whole minute, he like opened his eyes and remember him leaning back and just being like, whoa. Like that was a strong hit. Like that was crazy. And I'm like, how do you feel? And he's like, peaceful. Like his eyes were glued open and he was like, what the just happened right here? And I was like, yeah, man, that's peace. So to experience that player after player and just gifting them stones and like, you know, I have text messages where they're like, yeah, dude, that really like, not going to lie. I don't really understand it or get it, but it, it's work. It works. It's changing my life. I appreciate you. Like, wow. Um, had another player, not even with crystals in general, but uh, he had injured his hand. And I was like, do you mind if I do some energy work on you from afar? He's like, yeah, absolutely. Did so, you just learn this energy work by yourself? Uh, no, it was kind of a combination of I had a mentor and then it was a lot of it was just meditations and like learning and seeing and visualizations and then like hearing like it is what you make it. You know, if you want to walk around and you have, you know, this wand or this stone and then in your mind you're like i feel like something's here in my way and what does it feel like well it feels like uh, i don't know like really thick weeds it's like very thick it's like they're stringy whatever and in your mind you're like okay i'm going to use this as a sword and that visual representation in your intention which is the root of everything you start to cut through this part of your field you will legitimately be using the energetics and how you want to clear this field of weeds or whatever is thick out and then because you have that visual confirmation with the physical confirmation, it then creates the mental confirmation and the spiritual confirmation. So all of that happens and then you cleared yourself or you're able to create something just because you intended it. There's no limit. There's no real like, this is the way. Modalities are here to be used in a flexible way. Just the way like you go to school, there's a framework, but what you want to be, how you want to do that is up to you. So when you learn energy, you already know how to do it. You're just not aware that you know how to do it. And that's what it's about, becoming aware of what it is that you have or would like to achieve, and then going about it in a way that may not be by the rules. It's unconventional. And with that, then comes the healing. So you you were healing his hand mm -hmm. with what? Yeah. So sorry. So healing his hand from afar and after about 15 minutes, like, hey, dude, how you doing? 
uh, did you feel anything? He's like, yeah, dude, I felt like there were things crawling through my hand, like moving things around my hand twitched a couple of times. And he's like, honestly, that was a little creepy, not going to lie, but I knew that it was you obviously, and that you were working. And then when you stopped right before you had called, like it subsided. So it was really cool to have, you know, players who are completely, you know, never heard of it or like looked at it could be, you know, throw shade to it and we're still open at the same time and then actually experience something that did, that did help them. So did you ever work with the, um, what's the person that helps when you're hurt on the team? Physical therapist. Trainer. Uh, trainer. Whatever. Did you ever work with them? Like, were you like, Hey, I got this. Uh, no, they're. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. They're like step aside. I got this. ACL <laughs> like, I could help out at least. Yeah. So yeah, you I couldn't was, do that. No. Okay. I was helping myself like I had to at the same time that I would be injured or had something going on like I that's exactly what I had to do is I would take care of myself and so then also being an undrafted guy or like a no-name guy they don't really care what you have to say I'm like cool awesome doesn't matter I'm affecting a team and that's how that's what I cared about I cared about the players um I cared about the unity I cared about the camaraderie and I knew that I could be a leader in another way and that's how I swooped in <laughs> So when you were growing up, was your main goal to be in the NFL? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, okay. That was just like, <laughs> even crazy. Was this a thing along the way. Oh, yeah. Not good. Guess I'll just dabble in the NFL while I'm I'll at dabble. It. Yeah, I'll dabble in professional sports. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So wasn't your lifelong goal? Yo, I love it. I love it. I, love I wish it. I could have played like professional tennis for a minute, but you know. Okay. I couldn't do anything <laughs> like, professionally. Like, I know. I, I really um, can't. I'm never that good. Um, I tried like every sport. And it just, Same. it just never clicked. See, I'm more of like a brains type of person, you know, like my body just doesn't catch up. When did you start playing football? Well, one, I wanted to honor like Jennifer there is like, I love that you honor your brain though. Like you have a talent. Thanks. Sports, but at the same time, like your brain. Yeah. Like it's a super powerful tool. I, <laughs> I just run my mouth. Huh? I just she run just my said, mouth. That's my, that's how she is. I run my mouth. It's that wit. <laughs> it's the wit. Yeah, but when I run it too much, I am quick running away from the situation so that I don't get jumped. See, that's basically <laughs> like cutting in a route. You're like running full speed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly what she was thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. So if you want to like reach out to me with the Browns or the 49ers and like have them reach out to me, yeah. I am yeah. free. I got you. I think you'd be really good with the VR tough stuff too, you know? So just mm. like all games, letting them know like, ooh. Doop, doop, doop. Here I am. Yep. It's all my mind. <laughs> exactly. Show them your skill that way. Um, sorry, but if you could repeat your question there. Okay. No, yeah, just tell like us about your childhood. Like, how did you, you know, get to oh, yeah. so, football? Yeah. Wow. So, biggest thing uh, started when I was 10 years old, which is considered late for football, apparently. Really? And, um, usually start around five or six, maybe seven, you know, that's like, okay. But eight, nine, 10, like, Late. there's just something about as the brain is developing you have fear that you overcome much sooner where being as large as I was I was more like a giant dog that didn't know how large or strong it was and so when you have you see those scenes where giant dogs just sit in their owner's labs and it's just like yo dude like come on that was me really skinny really tall really doofy um weird odd different whatever you want to call it that's I embodied that and I started it because I just wanted my dad to love me. So it was all about approval. 
Yeah, I just wanted that guy to. Was he like, I'm only going to love you if you play football? Like, why did you think that was the sport? Was it just like a connecting bonding thing? Yeah, it was more of like, hmm, what is one of the most manliest things that this behemoth of a man would agree with? Because I played eight sports. What about basketball? That I love. That was my second favorite sport. My first sport was track and field, like football's like the other end you know um but again it was like okay this kind of work that kind of work that kind of work but when i played football i've never seen a man celebrate so much light up so much get passionate um i mean he became my coach at times like so for myself it was like unfortunately my dad every step of the way was like now that you're you know you're on varsity and i was like you know two years lower than i should be but up on that level in pop warner not high school He's like, now you're with the big boys. Now you won't be an all-star. And in my mind, I was like, okay, all I got to do is be an all-star. And then he'll finally consider me a man. I'm like 13, right? Then I get high school, freshman year. And he's like, now you, you know, you're with the best in all of like the the county or the borough. It's like, now you won't be an all-star. I'm like, okay, all I got to do is be an all-star, a captain of the freshman team. And then same thing when I got sophomore year to varsity. And then the same thing I got when I got to D1. So it was like every step, I never knew how good I was or even thought that I was good at all because I had the one person that I only listened to tell me that I wasn't good enough because now I was at a new level. And I was like, maybe if I do this, then I will be considered a man. Or if I do this, then I'll be happy. Right. That's the phrase. Just fill mm-hmm. in the And so when I got to the D one level and still was like, I, I was halfway through it. So like, yo, what the, like, I'm like, I can't get any, I'm literally at the number one institution in the country. Number two, whatever education wise, like we're killing it in football still no like it wasn't and that rage to pursue the nfl i'm like okay well this means if i make this then there you you can't say anything right and it got to the point where you know i should have been drafted there are so many other variables i found out that i had contributed to why i didn't and i was like cool so when i'm drafted free agent guy like i'm used to being an underdog and then I go into the NFL and then still getting there. And that did not pen out the way that I thought it would. And that's okay. And when I decided to leave the game was the first time that I actually decided to recognize like, wait a second, this man isn't going to love me for who I am. He's going to love me for what I do. And that's okay because that's how he was raised. And then I decided to leave the game. So my childhood was, basically this pursuit of a man's approval and I was bullied I was picked on I mean you name it like I was I'm a geek I was a nerd I still am in another way um never thought I was good looking like insecurities out the wazoo like I've always had them and then finally it wasn't about until a year ago that I actually thought I was a good looking person I actually became more confident I actually became more valued but just to myself but it took me this long to get here. Uh, my NFL background is like, okay, so I know how to train people, but do you know how to connect to the mind and the body and the spirit? Like, so I use that as a segue, but outside of that, am I using the NFL? No. But what I'm trying to show people here is like, yo, the golden tickets that society said only put me in the most miserable, mentally suffering place that I've ever could thought exist. Not only one that I did to myself, but the pursuit of someone else's dreams to like bashing my skull around and going on an emotional roller coaster to dealing with drugs for like this very short window, like all of that stuff 
because we are programmed to believe that you're supposed to do what they say, or if someone does this, then they will receive love. And it was like, whoa, that was my entire childhood. Okay, sick. Well, I'm gonna love that little Devin. I'm gonna step out of this and I'm gonna show the world like this is not what it's about. Like, I promise you, I don't know. I don't need to be another athletic story. You know, Serena Williams, Michael Phelps, Michael Jordan. They're like, yeah, when I got to the top, it was like, now what? I still didn't have that happiness that you always work for. And I'm like, cool. So I don't need to get to that point to figure out, like, I don't love the game. And all of it was, was this full, huge reflection and weight off my shoulder, looking back and recognizing like, damn, wow. If I can inspire anybody else to look at their childhood and the way that they were raised and the way that they thought, it has a lot to do with the parental guidance. However, you have a choice to change that you have a choice to look at that you have a choice to forgive them but most of all forgive yourself so that's how i look at my childhood that's how i started with football that's how i learned to love my dad in a whole different way and as well as my family and then myself was when i took that first step recognizing well, what does devin truly want to do for devin fully wholeheartedly and lovingly and then when i decide this can i then share it with other people to where I can live in joy, not happiness, but sustainable happiness, which is joy. And that's where I am now. What so, did your dad think after all this? It, first of all, I, I think it's you played for your dad and not yourself, it seemed like. So I yeah. don't know how you can be successful at something long term when it doesn't make you happy ultimately inside and when you're doing it for someone else. And I think that's with any career because I think a lot of people want to make their parents mm -hmm. proud. But ultimately, you have to live your life your way and they should support you any way that it is. So does he support you now that you left and you're in this energy business? That's there. There's two answers to that. And the verbal is he'll say yes. But do I feel that he means it? No. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's like yeah. something to you. And again, it's nothing against him. It's just like for him. And that's why I love him so much. He's like, he's just living vicariously through me. And he's told me that, right? So there's no, that's not hidden. That's not like, boy, is he, what is he doing? Isn't that it's like, like a bummer for him though? Like to live vicariously through right. someone else? Honestly, it was a, it's a life that he's never experienced before. And to be that close and in his mind, like that's my seed that comes from me. That to him was a legacy. That was his okay. problem. So hmm. And I can understand that again, when your whole life, you didn't have that support, you weren't, you, you know, grew up from Harlem, you know, Queens, New York, Bayside, like went in the streets, was a Marine or is a former Marine, like all of this jazz, like he only knew life or death, survive and thrive, like nitty gritty, right? So to have someone not only embody the last name, which means a lot to him, then excel and be the first to do it in the family to him, he just wanted to go along for the ride. And then I understand that. Now, then I was like, of course, yeah, I'm going to do this. Like having that figure behind you as a symbol of society in one person, what a man should be and how he is with words and his energy and his charisma and his way of being, it was, it's powerful. It's very powerful. So um, is it a bummer? Like, it's a bummer for me to share what I love and joy and like he can judge that and he doesn't really recognize that. And this is the stuff that can help him with his health. You know, like Dr. Joe Dispenza, man, like that story is amazing. If you don't know Joe Dispenza, please go look him up. 
long story short, cyclist hit by a tractor trailer, paralyzed. Damn. And then for six months, he was able to reprogram his entire being to so he can not only walk again, but he is now running and he's an athlete again because of the consciousness of the body. Right. So it's not like I'm just trying to come up with stuff for my dad to like go heal himself. Like if you want to do the work, go and do it. And that's where I look at him and it's like, I love him from afar. I love him in a different way. I love him unconditionally in a different hue, a different color, a different perspective. That doesn't mean the way that I did love him was wrong. It's just now I've expanded how I can love. And I recognize maybe he can only love in this way. And that's okay. Yeah. So that, I look at him. When you, when he was, when you were in the NFL and, you know, he was living vicariously through you, was he like in your shit, like partying with you guys? I was going to ask the like, same thing, like trying to be like, yeah, that's my exa- son. Yeah, exactly. Like, like in the club. Trying to get with like, the girls. I don't know if he's still right. with your mom or not, but yeah, like. I was like that's not my dad. Uh, you know, he was more living vicariously through me as in like whatever I would do on the TV, he would share that with his friends. Okay. You know, like I think we only went out to the club like once or twice legitimately, like because that's not my scene. Like I've been to there, I've tried to be like, all right, this is awesome. And then like, this is it. Like after the third time, I was like, yo, it's the same stuff, you different clothes. But see, were you going out to was, the club and San I was like though? Because that's that's the first problem. San Francisco clubs are, they aren't clubs. That sucks. <laughs> Being from New York, I understand that, right? Like, you think this club New is. York has fun clubs. Yeah, New York does. And I've only been doing like a New York club, like again, two, two, three times. And one of them was with my dad. So it's like, I didn't go out very much. That wasn't my scene. So my dad more lived vicariously through me by, that's my boy. And look what he does. Okay. And like, I'm the dad or like would post all the stuff everywhere on his wall or in his bar or whatever. He would use it because he's proud, right? Like, I'm not going to knock him for not being proud, but I would also mm-hmm. use it for other uh, bonuses. And like, my dad's not like what you guys had just asked me there is like, however, I didn't really again talk to him for two years, you know, while I was in the NFL, I cut off my entire family um, as well as the only one I talked to was my sister. And the reason being is for one, many reasons, but the powerful one is the toxicity. And all you're doing is blaming and projecting and not taking ownership of your own life and your own choice. So if I look at the statistics, those that stay home and with the nest, there's nothing against it. But if you don't develop who you are then and leave, you're going to always have that tension. And that makes Oh my God, this is like, you're describing everyone that I went to high school with. Like they are just... Sorry, guys. If you if you support me, like, thank you. I love you so much. But you guys are toxic as fuck. Yeah. So you didn't talk to them for two years. And then was it when you decided to leave the league that you decided, okay, I'll talk to you again? No. So my mom had reached out to me. My sister reached out to me like while I was in Cleveland. Uh, My sister, I talked to again, like every couple of months. Like She was the only one. So she would update a little bit to the family. They were like, what's that doing? It's Mm -hmm. like, whatever. Um, and my mom tried to reach out a couple of times, but it was right before Cleveland. Um, I got a concussion, like first week of training camp. And my dad actually wrote me a message and it was like, beautiful. It's like, Hey, I'm actually concerned. Like I want to check in and see if you're okay. And now that I'm actually thinking about it, I don't know if it was because of hard knocks and why he reached out. I, I don't, I really don't know. Um, How did you get to get on hard knocks? Did you audition or were they like, we want you? It, yeah, it was just a, we want you. They just chose. Well, yeah, I, don't, they, I don't know. 
hard knocks. Yeah, I, was like, I watched so, it, but I don't know how. I mean, like, that would the reason why I would you know present in like if a guy auditioned to be on that show, like you're in the NFL for the wrong reasons. Not about. Oh, show. okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like focuses the TV. Like that's going to be made known. And like again, you're that, that's not what it's about. Hard knocks is about like they choose one team to follow and go around with, so they can show the world what this team's training camp is like. And you don't want the TV to be a distraction. And thankfully it was not for myself um, because I didn't know what was really going on with the world. It was a great amount of support, but it's not like I was using social media all the time. Like, yeah, people and like focused on that. I was living, eating, breathing and sleeping football. And my dad was a part of that. And it was weird a couple of times where I wanted to say certain things and like cameras on you and they're like in your face, but they didn't do a really good job of not being there so much. But how my dad got out there was we had this huge talk and it was like five hours. And he basically, you know, like the only thing that majorly imprinted in my mind was he was like, man, I never knew that my son would be the one to teach me the hardest and greatest lesson in life, which is you have to truly love yourself. And I understood that, but I didn't know what that truly meant. And I was like, yeah, dude, of course I forgive you. I love you. Like I would, I need you out here for training camp. Cause I always played better when my dad was at the game or a practice. And this was the first time that I actually ended up playing worse. Um, And that's because I understood the energetics behind it. And that's okay. Um, It needed to happen the way that it did, but it created hard knocks. What kind of Um, energetics were behind it? um, It was more of like the vibration was not the same. There was a resonance that I can feel from people and know where they are at and how it's going on in their life. And it's not that something's good or bad. It's just higher or lower. And how they are resonating will I usually end up taking it on. And I've learned this lesson very difficult over the last two years to where I stop hugging people. Um, I give them pounds, handshakes is, again, I avoid that as well because I'm so sensitive now that I usually take on your stuff. I will get a visual representation, a download. I will just like know what's going on in your life. Like I have to do it with food. Um, I have to bless the food because sometimes I'll get this whole flip book of what's going on in this person's life at the moment who cooked it. So it's just oh, I like you're going to save the animal or something like fucking <laughs> devastating. <laughs> no, I've had that too. Um, the first time I had deer, I went and Buffalo, I went through the whole goddamn. Oh, um, God, thank God. I don't have that. Yeah, no, I don't but, eat deer. I don't eat Bambi. No, I just eat the little weird chickens. That's good. It, but okay so you don't even hug I would love to not hug I I know I was gonna say like like, Katie maybe that's what we feel and why we don't touch people is because it's like oh your energy is like I pull away in the hug as I'm hugging like I can't even yeah yeah Yeah. so it's just like it's it is (laughs) they're like yo what's up and you're like what's good (laughs) hey hey, bros players what's up yeah what's up players <laughs> uh, would literally be me so, okay so then the energy behind it was just so different and you were like not the same were you like pissed when they were like you're gonna play this position now when you're like I was not this position and now I'm getting hit no because I understood like that's the nature of the game oh it was just like I was willing to do whatever it took to stay in the NFL and if I had made it then I would have proven that I was worth all of the fight, the grit and the talent. And in my mind, when I made it with the Packers in 16, I had, that's when I was learning the tight end position, truly. 
Um, and I was going to play in week 15 on Saturday, but I tore my ACL on the last play of practice on Thursday. So literally like running the marathon and falling and tearing your leg and can't crawl or anything 0.1 mile left. Right. Um, but that was a beautiful lesson. And then I went to Cleveland, came back, you know, learning tight end again in a way, but a little bit better <laughs> where I was at and then really had a beautiful leadership, not only with the Packers, but with Darren Fells. And I really appreciate that, man. And my coach, Coach Simo, those two really helped change my life regarding tight end. But um, yeah, that was the experience with my dad was great in Cleveland. And, you know, our relationship was growing and building and, you know, he dropped the heart attack bomb on me in the middle of that interview. Oh which, yeah, I saw that. I was going to say what crystals are good for heart attacks. I mean, I don't know anyone with them, but rose I was quartz? thinking of your dad. I mean, rose quartz for sure. Clear quartz, amethyst as well, because clear quartz is a master healer and programmer. And amethyst is really good at physically healing the body through the crown of what you receive from the universe. So again, like could, I wish my dad would just be more open to it, but it's okay. Cause I know who I'm talking to is not really Greg. Um, the same way, like if you're ever out of your peace, whatever's pulling you apart is your ego. Um, whenever there's resistance, ego. Mm-hmm. so you know, and it could well, be a good. You could slip him some like. So I've personally done this. Like I had a friend that I just felt like she wasn't being, she wasn't in love and light. So I got her like this face roller that was rose quartz because, <laughs> <laughs> and she's nicer to me. I mean, it worked. You could it just did. slip him some crystals. Yeah, I've, I've, I've sent him some, uh, you know, I give them to the little ones, you know, my little brother and sister and stuff. And this is like at the end of the day, again, shifting the perspective on how to learn to love more because it's limitless how you can do so. The biggest thing was, can I now stay in my peace without expecting anything from a man who one isn't capable of, but anything in general? Can I just love him as he is? Yeah, absolutely. And how does that love fill myself up? Cause I'm right here. I see him eye to eye instead of me to me, which is having a freaking meeting. And I don't want to have a meeting with Migos. So like, you know, I'll, I'll meet with Migos. <laughs> but back to your like injury, how was it being injured in the NFL? Because I watch like documentaries and stuff um, where, you know, they say you just play injured or, you know, they shoot you up with stuff and you just continue to play like, you know, in your ass. I saw it on the, on the television. I don't know. I didn't, was it a it real up. documentary or like, yes, <laughs> it was a real documentary. I swear. So they do? I mean, ACL. What? I mean, you can't fucking walk. Yeah. I think that would be pretty hard. So I don't, I don't think you they can shoot, shoot you up. There's a couple of people that, I have played on 20 CLs and, you know, they didn't know. So um, they found out later. So it, it just depends on the type of tear, the type of support you have in the body. For myself, no, that turned into a reconstructive surgery that took nine months to recover and a year and another one to recover from fully without pain. Um, other things like the shoulder, yeah, they could shoot you up with cortisone, a cortisone shot to numb that, but that's very damaging and very short-term thinking rather than long-term. Um, and then outside of that, yeah, you just – you know, break a bone if it's a fracture like ribs bruises for sure some sprains wrap it up like you just you figure it out because if you don't that's your job and most people their jobs if it's not the nfl it's like my roommate was a manager at taco bell with a baby mama and his baby and it's just like he could not afford at 23 years old 
to pursue the dream this far. And then if he f- fell off the wagon, he's going back to that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's. Wait, that's he was a manager at Taco Bell and in the NFL? Yes. That's what had happened. Like he was, he left being that manager to get the opportunity to go play on the Niners. Um, and that opportunity was great. It was given to him, but that was his life. You know, like this is people's <laughs> lives. It's not like all the beauty and like, yo, you got a $160 million contract. Yeah, that's sick. Yo, that's not every player. That's like a select handful of players. There are so many of us going through the blender. There's no name. This You never hear about us. And like what we're going through is like mamas, like babies, family, like abuse, like coming from just nothing. And that drive is why like they're dogs. Like that game is a, it's a dog eat dog world for a reason, but we're just a piece of meat. So when you get tossed to the side, like that's, yeah, well, we don't want that to happen. So that drive is so intense. Like that killer truly comes out to hunt because it's life or death for us. It's not a joke. And that's where it's like, oh, but you make millions. It's like, no, you don't. You only make what games you play. If you get injured, like if oh, I Oh, shit. Oh, really? Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, my I God. Don't- I have a salary. I haven't looked at the payroll. But that's what I'm saying is like people will see like Dak Prescott, for example, just signed this $166 million contract or something like that. Yeah. 66 signing bonus, right? Like sick, you know, boom, he signs his name, he gets it. But there's requirements that he has to play certain years or certain times or certain amount to get the full amount for just signing his name. And on top of that, it's like if he played the first game, and then he gets injured, that contract gets like cut down by a whole third. And then if he gets cut after that, he's not getting any of that. That's not happening for him. Like whatever's guaranteed, if he's guaranteed like 40, 40 million out of the 166 million, that's what he's going to see, 40 million. But then to even have a contract like that, again, you got to get to the second contract. You have no idea how many other practice squad guys there are, or dudes that are fighting to get that one week on the active roster, like, there's so much going on that's so behind the scenes that, yeah, you see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady all the time. It's like sick. But those other running backs, these receivers, the backups, the linemen, all of that, that's constantly in a whirlpool. And those guys will go week one, all right, I'm here, I'm on the active roster, and then get cut. And then they don't get returned until like week eight or not at all. So they're not like, getting paid this whole time? No. No, if you are not on a team, you are not getting paid. You play you one. At least get like food at the camp. Yeah. <laughs> they don't camp, even buy you lunch. Yeah, yeah at camp you get okay. uh, food. I'm like, like I need some kind of reimbursement. Right. I mean, you don't get that big paycheck until the season starts. So from April to September, that's four thousand dollars a month. You know, that's that's it. And that's your job. That's what you're getting paid to do. But they're feeding you. And they're housing you somewhat. And there's somewhat of reimbursement. But outside of that, car is yours. All of that is yours. And then the only time you see that fat check of like the lowest paid, you're like half a million dollars for, you know, being on the active rocker rookie year. Sick. That's about 13000 or 26000 I think that check is every two weeks, which is amazing. But again, if you get that and then you don't see the season, you made that 13000 26000 that's got to sustain you for the entire year. And if you went from April to September, like I did, you only got that 4,000, which pays for rent. And then you don't make a team sick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's all of that going on for people. And again, it's just behind the scenes. 
So when girls meet football players, they shouldn't get so excited because Correct. if you're not one of the top, you don't know, you don't yeah. know, because I think oh. a lot go for the money and the fame and all of that. And so I feel like if you don't got that, then what's the point? Because, yeah. the, I, well, wow. I, well, no, that's I meant what's the point? Because, uh, okay, that sounded really bad. <laughs> a little heartless, but okay. <laughs> what's the point of them being with you, to be honest? No, no wow. because I, I look at athletes Ew. in this. Wow. <laughs> okay, yeah. let me finish what I was yeah. I hope you don't edit this. Let's, <laughs> I hope this thing is right on here. Holy shit. Let's bring it back. Okay, let's wow. bring, let me finish my thought. Let yeah. me finish okay. my thought. No, what's the point? I'm sure you're a. I meant in. I'm generalizing right now. Oh my now. god, you guys, she's stuttering. <laughs> she yeah. okay. nervous. Those courts, you need some multiple. I know. I need everything right now because athletes are known cheaters. Not. I'm not saying every athlete, but they are known cheaters. So you know why take the risk. I mean, I wouldn't take it if you're fucking making a hundred million dollars a year versus ten thousand dollars a year. But like your motive? No, that's not my motive. motive, But that's what it means. We don't date um athletes. No offense. (laughs) I mean chance all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have the chance all the time. Because we literally all the athletes come up to us. And I'm like, like one, one NFL player, I was at a Laker game or something and I was talking to him and I was like, what are you security? I actually knew who he was, but I just didn't like, I didn't want to like pretend like I knew who he was. Katie's tactic is to insult you (laughs) so that you feel like shit. And then she goes into the swoop. But he told me. Security isn't an insult. (laughs) Okay. Well, he was big. So how, what else did I know he was going to do? So he, Mm -hmm. but he told me he was, I was, I was like, are you married? And he goes, yeah, part time and then fast forward a few years later he knocks up his side chick and I was like see I mean I was never interested in him I was just talking to him but like that's what I'm saying is I've seen firsthand talking to players like y'all well, are dogs. I heard someone that I know that used to work for the Atlanta Falcons Falcons, <laughs> Falcons? Bird? I knew it was a bird I knew it was a bird <laughs> But they used to work for the team, and they said they would throw parties for players when they would finally cheat. What? Yeah. No, that either. But it, see, see, see what I'm saying is, like, look at the energetics that attracts your attention and your awareness, right? And then you have one experience, Kate, and you have one experience, Jennifer, and you're like, boom, all of them. Because it's so, like, WTF, yeah. what I heard, or, like, just because there's a bunch of them that are there, that's not every single one. Like, yeah. I so what I know is like the slim Is it like 50-50? I'm thinking it's like 85-15. Wow. That, that, again, it depends on what team that you're in, who you're talking to, and how well you get to know them. Because I know a handful of married players okay. who are straight up like, don't even come near me with that stuff. And then I know people who are single that are still like, my focus is ball, and I'm never about that life. And then, you know, dudes mm-hmm. that are the players and the ballers, and that's what they talk about. Like, I get that, too. But to have one experience, I'm like, that's all of them. Like, that was yeah. – remember, that's what that happened to me when I was with someone uh, for almost two years. She was like, oh, you're Your just Ruth? A- huh? Your Ruth? No, what, that was not what Ruth. Was, what was, was her name? Not, but I love that you said that. Uh, no. Um, not going to drop the name either. But uh, <laughs> – Was she famous? No, it didn't oh. matter regardless. Okay. But more or less, it was uh, 
she like I judged me for football. She's like, you're just like every other football player. And I was like, hey, as long as you believe that, and I guess we'll just never know. And so it had to prove over time, like who I am and who I was and it didn't work out. So it's like, I get the stigma, but that's the issue in my opinion is like this. If I had met you, right. Uh-huh. And you knew who I was and you were just like, yo, you a security guard. I would have said yes. <laughs> I would have went through that experience. I, I think knew- I, this was years ago. This was years ago. But, when even, I was better, but even better, like, but even better though, is I love that it was a long time ago, whatever it would be is like, I've used where I worked at McDonald's. Like I'm a big ass dude. And then be like, so like, what do you do? And my, I'll be like, I used to say I work at McDonald's because I wanted to see if that motive first was, is it my body? Is it my occupation? Is it what I do? Right? See, like, if you would have told me you worked at McDonald's, I would have been like down. Like, can you get me fries or. <laughs> right. And then I would have been like, maybe. But really depends though, because I'm more of a chicken nugget guy. No fry. Same. I fucking love chicken nuggets. Pete, Nugs are my so did favorite. Did that work with girls? Because like I don't really, I wouldn't care to either way if you said NFL or McDonald's. To be honest, um, like yeah, you had it, Nugs on you. I, no, I don't fucking care. I'd be like, yeah, can we get Nugs? Like, like did you weed out? Let's like, go to your job. The bad you know? ones who were like, mm, I'm not going to do McDonald's guy. Thankfully, I didn't have many opportunities because I'm more of a relationship guy since I was 16. So okay. it was over, like long-term relationships over and over, but a handful of situations like, yeah, completely. They're like, oh, and I was like, perfect, sick. Like, get out of here with that. Like, I don't need that. Like that, my daddy. Bad was, energy. Yeah. Didn't even know what energy was at that time. It was intention. Like, again, like, whoa, <laughs> I just love like forever in my mind now is etched. If you are an athlete and you're not making that money, then what's the point? <laughs> well, okay, I didn't get to finish my sentence. That was like, there's nothing that you could have said that would have changed that sentence if like i couldn't i would love for you to try right now to even think yeah i said because jennifer told me her papa always said don't it's put better this on <laughs> me and my it's papa. better to get cheated on by the rich a rich guy because they're all gonna cheat See, on you anyways my, my papa did not say that my yes papa he said, did and better no my papa said that it's better that you get cheated on by a good looking guy because then you don't look stupid. Oh, I thought you said rich. No, about like if you get cheated on by like I don't know, a shrimpy shrimp, well, see, then it's like see, I have a fa- then I have a false perception of athletes because I think they're all cheaters. So I'm like, what's the appeal? I don't understand the appeal. Yeah, like, but see, myself is like that blows, that's your perspective, right? Yeah, it's all mm-hmm. sucks, like, but so I would love to work like not myself personally, like, yeah, I could, maybe I'll meet you in person. It's like, but that judgment that you placed, do you know how often you receive that judgment back? Right. Like there's so many people judge the shit out of us. You should see the comments we get. And I'm like, like, thanks for interacting. Welcome to Brady. It's like, you know, it's the mirror that you placed on yourself and the door that you have closed only on yourself, because there could be another athlete that does surprise you and is actually nothing like that. And they can introduce you to a world that you would have never experienced because you decided to not look at him with the conditions you placed on him. You know what I'm saying? Or her, if it was like you swing that way as well, like I honor that as well. So I just want to go both. But at the end of the day, it's like become the observer, not the judger, because then you become judged. That's it. Every single time. And I'm still working on it. I'm not saying like, yo. Like, <laughs> Clearly, I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. But we're I'm moving really- from that judge- judgment like place. We're said, still there. Like literally when I said that, I out. didn't even think of it as like, 
I, it was just like, I wasn't even prepared to think if it was bad, what I was going to say. I just said uh, it and had no thought. Behind yeah. <laughs> which meant it's automatic. Which meant well, it's I mean, automatic. that's what you get taught. Like I've we had taught so many that. friends and you know, like obviously these aren't my experiences, but I've had friends that were cheated on by athletes. Like right. it's, I never hear a positive story of someone dating an athlete. Or I've stopped a cheating situation personally because one was trying to hook up with my friend and I said, hey, so-and-so, how's your girlfriend? Mm-hmm. And then she, she did. And she was I like, was there. Mm-hmm. and then he's like, oh, she's good. And I was like, <laughs> and then my friend's like, what the hell? But I right. was like, right. you're and not going to make it- my friend look like the dumb one here when you're the dumb one for almost cheating on your model girlfriend she's so that's why I'm like I feel like you could date whoever you want and it wouldn't matter you know like I, I just don't tr- the trust is because what I've seen firsthand is what I'm saying right but how many like if you if I'm going to bring the scientist in here how many examples do you need like how many examples have you seen healthy in general that you're not acknowledging but the one that went wrong in it's football? like the first- in football or in general like how oh, often and quick to be like mm, they fucked up once done right like i'm done no, i Shut give up. people chance after chance after oh, chance no, it's a bad quality I, and i know and i give people zero chances she gives zero chances so and i give so I'm many chances myself because i think it at least seems to be baseball you know three strikes are out right now it's like one nope. strike one slip up you call me fat or like say something that implies i'm fat you're done <laughs> yeah i run it i run shit into the ground you can fuck up over and over and i'm like well there's a good person there deep down and jenny's like fuck you blink my eyes and it's yeah it's gone so So see i get a couple chances right but it's mm, not good it's like you give it to the one that you've approved oh they're known (laughs) second you even don't know them you automatically don't approve of them because of a a stigma you've already placed on them right that's mm-hmm. something I yeah. have to work on. Like, damn. Hey, it's all love, though. Like, I'm not judging you for it. I'm just like, okay, I just want to bring it to awareness. Like, No, and I'm glad you did because I'm all about growing as a person and knowing, like, I can't judge everyone just because certain people in that position have done things that I don't like. Yeah. They're and not it's like, all the same. It's mm-hmm. also recognizing, like, are you the same person you were a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, yes. four years ago? Same I mean, I'm the same person, but I've, I feel like I'm on a spiritual journey exactly. like now where like we're, we're better, Jennifer, like, yeah, no, I, yeah, I not I'm, sound like it, but from where we were, I mean, I'm also like quarantined and like, can't, haven't been able to interact with people. So who knows yeah. once I'm let back into the wild, I might be the same exact person, but right now I feel a little different. I mean, it's kind of the, you know, you're not the same. Like you're not exactly the same and you've made changes and quarantine taught you so much. And it's like, awesome. So I read a book this little bit. Katie, read- Katie has been reading books, which I is fucking podcast. crazy. Oh, snap. Here we are. Like, so it's called the fun. inner work. If anyone wants to know. And yeah. so it did bring up a lot. I was like, wow, there's a lot I have to work on. And my ego is one big bitch. So <laughs> I have to really work on that. Well, it's like the root of all fucking all the shit in your life is your ego. I mean, it is. Yeah. It's they not said, like your, your ego. ego is like blankets you put on yourself. And so yeah. it does it, like, if you imagine it, yeah. If you have 32 blankets on you, you are a big bitch, you know, so me probably saying like, 
oh, I don't trust any, why would you want to be with someone is like probably just my ego, like defending myself against right. that, you know? Right. And it's, okay. and it's, there's nothing, I'm not saying go, you know, black and white here. It's like, there's nothing wrong for your, what you've experienced and like that guard that you could have, right? Mm -hmm. Be protective of oneself. Don't just be like, yeah, I'll just figure it out. Yeah, just take advantage of me. Absolutely not. But also don't be the one like, oh, football player, the end, right? Because again, okay. you're inviting you're hoping that they are the thing that you don't want, right? You're hoping that they are this good person who presently the one that you're experiencing has changed, has evolved, has grown. And even if they have made those mistakes, can you forgive them for their mistakes the way that you would love to be forgiven for yours and the way that you were? So like, if you can honor that and then you have created this, I don't know, timeline with somebody or like trial or courting, if you will, and they really do live up to that standard, not expectation that you hold, you're going to find someone really well. And you're going to be, and you're also going to be honored and respected by the woman that you are. But if you keep judging and like, they're this, they're that, like, then you're only going to attract that very thing. And then you just deal with that's that. That's so true. But yeah, that's true. Maybe we shouldn't say every athlete cheats. Why would anyone pick to be with We're only attracting we cheating athletes. Right. Only. So many want to be with us. Like, Energy. We just get calls all the time. Like people are calling my phone, like, Wait, hey, I'm before... a cheating athlete. You want to go to dinner? And I'm like, oh, I can't. I'm on well, I have to go with this other and then cheating athlete. One hit on me at a party once. And I remember thinking, like, I just read this morning, you can't pay your child support and are going bankrupt. I didn't say that, but I was just thinking, like, this is like it was just another Again, situation. I wouldn't. I didn't, obviously. I, I was like, I'm trying to eat, dude. Like, I don't know. I'm like, can't. and it was a very famous one, actually. I'll just say that. Um, But like, I was not, I was like, why am I being called over here? Like, but I was like, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I do this. And I'm like, if you, you guys are going to keep lying and pretending you don't do what you do, then this is an annoying conversation. And I'm out of here. Cause like, I the mean, other Katie guy, is not, Katie's not the only one. Like I've matched with a, Jennifer, a QB not maybe the only one <laughs> maybe someone you know because he is a QB for one of the teams he used to play for I matched them on like tinder or something but it was at the same time he was fucking a prostitute not a prostitute a porn star and so I asked him about it and he blocked me oh I know which one you're talking is he I think I, guys, uh, you guys can have this conversation about we'll do it differently but I have a question you know, <laughs> oh, back like, to crystals or like you saying that like now you find yourself attractive but like you didn't how did you get there because I would like to figure that out for myself yeah so one it's a process like it's taken a lot of work of recognizing like whatever set emotion made me feel less than I would then okay. try to understand well why do I believe this thought emotion so if you were like Devin, honestly, your beard, ugly, your hair all over the, like, whatever, right? You're projecting your movie. And so then I can either choose to take this movie and make it my own. And now I feel less than this illusion of lack. And then I dove into the fact, I'm like, well, why did I believe you? Why does, why do I believe that I'm ugly? This feeling makes me feel like crap, uh, sad, whatever. And I'm like, wait a second, but who decided what you said was real or not? me not well, you wait what if I'm telling myself that no one's personally telling me these things I'm even better even better then comes the question why do you tell yourself that thing well because I believe it's not true. blind because <laughs> then you want to say because you're not blind right but that still stemmed <laughs> from somewhere right like you didn't just look at yourself one day and you're like yeah I'm, I'm just ugly like forever 
or is something stemmed from some childhood, something stemmed from not understanding what defines pretty and what defines ugly. Something molded those definitions for you. Whether you allowed that consciously or unconsciously, your definition of beauty is different than Jennifer's definition of beauty as well as mine, right? And so whatever molded it, discovering what molded that. And you're like, well, if I did, and then it's because I always see these all Instagram models or like whatever it is, then recognizing what beauty is, you have to redefine what it means because beauty is not defined, period. The same way I dare you to tell me define what love is. You're going to tell me something different as well as the 7.9 billion other people. A lot of similarities of how they think it should be. Right. But the understanding of it unconditionally, that's boundless. That's limitless. You can't define something that's undefinable. And all words are undefinable considering they are made up. And the heart, which expresses emotion only, speaks no language. So I dare you to try and tell me truly, write me a novel on what that broken heart or what, man, when I smiled and I saw whatever experience, do your best job. You can literally go on and on and on, but could it truly still embody what that emotion is? No. So that's where it comes to defining. I'm like, when the word I would hear weird, that used to jack me up all the time. Who would, like someone called you weird? Anyway, anyway, yeah. If I got called weird, that would internally, because I was a very internal person, would jack me up. And enough, it would build and build and build. Then I would become outward, expressive. I wouldn't be violent. I'm not physical in any way. I don't lay my hands on people. Nonetheless, it was very internal destruction. And then I recognized, wait a second, why did I believe that weird was a bad thing? I'm like, then I looked at my childhood. Well, I was picked on and bullied for me being the way that I was. And then I recognized, wait a second, I'm bullied for existing as I am. And so the second that I then gave power to recognizing, that doesn't affect me anymore. That's all I had to do was go, that word weird doesn't affect me anymore because I was just being who I am. And how can you ask someone to be less than who they are, right? And so because I recognize that, I'm like, weird doesn't mean anything anymore. And that's with every word. That's with anything. Is like, if you self-sabotage, why do you define it as this is beauty and this is ugly? Or this is smart and this is dumb? Because the second you change it, you then change your vibration and your experience. And if you would like to experience more joy, that is still your choice. And that's the best part is because we feel like we're not in control. Again, like that's what I talked about in the very beginning is like, you feel like you don't have control over your beauty or your looks or how you feel or the joy. Well, that's your choice to decide that you don't. But I know right now, if I ask you, yo, think of the most greatest time you had in your life. I'm, I'm blanking right now, but. <laughs> but it's like, but you know what's awesome is like, look at both of you, or I'm going to speak on Kate's behalf. It's like, Kate, you laughed and on the blanking, but your body remembers actually the experience so there's the disconnect from the conscious to the unconscious and the subconscious and you laugh because you still could have went i'm blanking oh i always laugh but on top of that it's like Like when i tell myself i look good in the mirror i start laughing (laughs) right so there's the false sense of security that you placed on yourself but that's created the illusion that you're not beautiful and that is where the ego lives which is trying to teach you the ego of like, yo, wait, why do I think I'm not beautiful? Because I know that there are plenty of people that do think you're beautiful. You just don't agree with them. That's fine. Your definition is not theirs. The lesson is for you to learn what is beauty. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's the purpose of living is people are just the mirrors teaching you about you. If in your life, all you experience are these like cheating athletes, 
or like these deep bags. Or well, like I've, I've never personally experienced dude, dating one. You know, but. Like, it continues, right? And it's just over and over and over and over and over again. It's like, well, the energetics that's in your field, in your body, in your thoughts, and in your mind is this emotion, this vibration of shitty men. And mm -hmm. until you learn how to, this is what I want, this is what I don't want, sick. This is how I am. This is what I'm valued at. And this is the standard, not in an egotistical way. I mean, you can, if you want, but in the balanced, peaceful way, then you will start to experience change. But again, who has to decide? Me. You. So that's what it was, is when I looked at myself in the mirror, I was like, wait a second. Like, I am good looking. And it took me time to even agree with that. And then finally, as I recognized, I was saying it more and more and more, like, I'm like, wait a second, no, that, that, that's a real thing. Like, I have people that just love coming up to me and they'd be like, yo, your eyes. But I would be like, sick, good compliment, right? Like, I didn't create the eyes. I'm not genetic. But I'm like, wait, no, honor yourself. It doesn't matter who's telling you. They're just mirroring what you don't believe. And you needed something outside of you to tell you that. But you don't see it. They're your blind spots. To tell you someone that like, wow, I love your energy. I'm like, okay, great. Well, you don't know what's how I'm feeling on the inside. And that inside energy is like, I'm miserable. But they can see what's on the outside. But that's because I didn't believe what they were telling me until I did. And so I started doing this work of like, well, why did I believe I was weak or ugly or, oh, I remember. There was this one time a woman said to me, she's like, wow, you know, your body just doesn't match your face. What does that, that mean? Was, like your butter face? No, well, like my or... body so fit it's an athletic beautiful body but my face didn't match the beauty of the body that's, that's wild. so it would be the equivalent to a butter face for a girl everything's good but her face oh i've never heard that so oh yeah thank sorry. you for <laughs> now well, let me just In case tell you the vocabulary word for the week there you <laughs> really, go it's not a nice it's not a nice thing i'm teaching you but that's yeah i wouldn't recommend like taking this out of this safe space but but that's, that's what, what that means that's how i'm getting what she was trying to say right right exactly that's fucked up she said that to your face and that yeah and it was when i was young so that imprint stuck with me for wow and it didn't matter the the girl that I dated in relationship, didn't matter how beautiful they were. I then put beauty in the geek or beauty in the beast. Like I never thought that that was me until I recognized I'm like, wait a second, I'm still the one giving power to this BS words, which then is only telling me where they're at. Because someone who is truly beautiful and knows that they are beautiful and doesn't abuse the power of beauty is not going to go, you're fucking ugly. Or is that yeah. going to go like, oh my God, I love your, but they're sarcastic. The second I feel that, I'm like, oh, you actually have no idea who you are. Thank you. Let me show you. I love you. And then you be like, wow, I really appreciate that. Like you punch them with kindness. That's where killing with kindness actually mm -hmm. comes from. Because you're killing the ego with kindness. Because who they are is not the ego. Who they are in their best self is this beautiful, loving, strong, infinite being that is only trying to see themselves through you. And when they mm. don't do that, then they're preaching to you what they don't recognize in themselves. And especially when we do it to ourselves, then we definitely confirm the not self, the egoic self. So recognizing all of that, that's how come I can walk around being as I am, because I'm a light man being. That's it. That's all I got to do. I just got to be. If I want to freaking shake and bake, move and groove, wear necklaces that are rocks and whatever, and like kick them sick. Awesome. That joy is exuding and affecting the people around me. And I know my standard is not to attract those that don't resonate 
equally. And that's been yeah. my experience. That's crazy. Like I can't see your body right now, obviously, but I think you have fantastic bone structure. So <laughs> in your you. face. So she is a lying bitch. Yeah, I was like, and she's probably a butter. I'm face. not seeing that. She's like, projecting her butter face on you. Jenny, not to put you don't her need down. to say that about oh, her. I'm sorry. I know. I, I, as soon as I said it, I was like, this is negative. Like I don't need to be on this low vibration. I, I knew it as soon as I said it, but well, I, I saw it. your body and it looked good too. So it seemed like it was <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to compliment people more. <laughs> hey, that's a step though, right? Like, really, I, like, both of you. I really uh, am trying to compliment people more, but pause you there. Yeah. You're trying to compliment people more is the mirror you're trying to find yourself complimentary. What? <laughs> Can you're, you... trying, you're trying to, I'll say another, you're trying to compliment people more. And that's because you don't actually compliment yourself. There's oh. a lot. Oh, so yeah, the no. mirror is I'm trying to do this more. That's because you're trying to love yourself more, which is great. Which is why I'm like, awesome. Because I but wanted like, other no. people to feel good, but I guess I right. should do it to myself. Because why don't I want to feel? I do want to feel good. Right, wow. but that's you unconsciously. Like, <laughs> I know this is I. This is better than my therapy session. I, honestly, for. I was like, this therapy is so dumb that I'm going to like. <laughs> this is so much more insightful. I swear. Like, okay, so I just should also give compliments to myself. Yeah, you're trying to, which is the first step is you're trying to express what's inside you outwardly. So the Mm -hmm. trying, the attempt is I'm doing it for other people, but actually you're literally working on it yourself. The inward, the outward expression of that is the attempt to others, which again is the mirror of you. That's what I'm saying. You're trying to give compliments to yourself more. I'm trying to find myself beautiful, smart, strong, like worthy of a powerful, like intimate relationship. So you're trying that because what's Mm -hmm. been happening for you has not been working. And the one learning the lesson this way is you, which is why the more that you step into who you are, the more that the man that will, you will attract will step into who they are. If they are emotionally unavailable, that's because there's a part of you that is emotionally unavailable. Right. Yeah. Like I don't, yeah, that I knew. (laughs) But that's all. I'm also not ready to (laughs) be with anyone (laughs) that I already knew because I purposely don't want to be with anyone quite yet. Um, we have goals to work on first, but that's that part. I did know. (laughs) Yeah. I'm thinking thirties. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Or like our, well, that's because our psychics also said that as well. So that's why we know thirties are where it's (laughs) at. What okay, so I want to know what is this human design thing on that I saw on your Instagram because I put in my information and so did Jennifer and we're projectors. So what's that? Wow. Am I right? Am I right? That is that how I say it? Projector. That's pretty. Yeah, we're both projectors. How is that that cool? Tell us more. Tell us. Oh my god. I love that. Well, not to knock the other ones as well, but there's only twenty percent of the population in the world that is a projector. And so we're perp- fucking unique. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we're rare. We're like actual moldavites. Like there's so many fakes out there, but we are the rare actual stone. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> so 20% project. What are you? So I'm a manifesting generator and okay. there's 30, 35% of manifesting generators. There's so for people, generators, manifestors, manifesting generator, projector reflector like that is 
the five Jovians or the human design and how I simplify it simply being is this is how you experience and create your reality. So projectors, you guys see things very well in your mind. Mm -hmm. You can visualize, you can be like, yo, I, I can see this whole thing. How do you not see the whole picture? Like it's effortless. Like th that's not common sense to you. Sick. Okay. We'll be over there. Right. That's a projector instantly. I know that when you're talking to them, it becomes images. Again, it's very visual. They're projecting the future. They may have deja vu a lot. They may see a lot of things or anticipate. And they're like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen through visual cue. Secondly, they have to listen to their bodies. You guys have to wait for the invitation. And what that means is like a lot of the world is very reactive, instinctual, like just respond. But you guys, will if you just respond and react the way that most of the world does you get really bitter you really get sour or upset and frustrated oh, it's a note self theme bitterness there you go not self yeah and that's the, again <laughs> or that's, not self not self i can't remember. yeah the not self so when something isn't flowing as you are then you experience the not self which is the bitterness that is not your sourcefulness that was your egoic self teaching you the lesson of like did you wait for the invitation did you pause did you stop did you listen to what your body is saying? Yes, do this. We're pulling you over here. Oh, I don't know what I just, I'm attracted to go in this direction. So I do like, and when you do, do you use discernment, which is your own compass to decide on what to do next? And if you don't, if you just listen or you go through an experience and you're like, this is it, this is everyone, this is how it's supposed to happen. And you met with that just unfortunate situation. The only person to blame is you because you have a skill set that can pierce other people's auric fields and you absorb it. And that absorbent is sampling. That's an understanding like, hmm, I'm just probing this person. I understand this information. I actually understand them probably in a way that most don't, or even these people themselves. And in doing so, I take this information and then can teach them about it. And how you teach them is the skill set of the projector. There's something that projectors, they're just going to choose one path of deep education that they want to do for themselves when a projector is choosing multiple things is because they're not in tune with themselves and they're not listening to where they're naturally intuitively guided to go but when they select something and they want to be i don't know let's just go with a yoga instructor because it's really simple oh i'm gonna be a yogi what about a podcaster let's if you want to be amazing <laughs> podcaster you want to go to Joe Rogan, but there's like whatever it is you have to dive into that education and make it your process and your path for the long haul, because you're going to get an insight and a perspective and a vision that the majority of the world will not see. You're supposed to be here to lead the world and change it. But if you don't change it by doing the thing, you don't change it by doing the things that are already being done. Would you and say we're visionaries? Yes. Literally, the projector is the visionary. But the only way that a projector steps into their power is if they pause, they wait, they use discernment. And then when they study and dive into something, it's a focused mind. It's a okay. vision. It's a path. It's not multiple thousands of movies playing at the same time, because then at the end of the day, like you're, you're just a giant IMAX screen that isn't going anywhere. And that's not what you want. That's not how you change the world. You can't help anybody by having no direction yourself. Mm -hmm. so, I've been an IMAX screen for many years so what now. Do you, what do you do? generator manifest that you recognize you're an imax screen so then i just didn't get invite both of you to recognize what is the thing that i'm being pulled towards so i really invite you both like yeah take do you believe podcast. in auras heck yeah i mean that's literally how you guys understand other people okay because 
one of our aura colors, our main colors is violet and violets are the visionaries of the world. So uh, that's why I feel like it aligns with what one of the psychics that we went to said to us, mm-hmm. like, and we're here to change things and do things our own way and create new paths for things. And I feel like that is true. I feel like we're good with our visions. It's just, we have to figure out how to execute it and get there. That's the problem. But we, yeah. Jennifer and I can see way oh, into the I, future yes and what I see we want everything plan. like yes I have vivid dreams like they always are relevant like I can see shit it's just like I tend to have like a lot of shit like a lot going on up there that yeah. I can't see anything clearly because there's too much right because you're not focused right and right you're not, like if I asked you simply this guy that you're potentially talking to, like in any way, shape or form, is he worth your time? Is he the long term? No. Awesome. And you know, it's more of a headache than anything. But what so if stop. you're like, it's not going anywhere and I don't care. <laughs> if it's not going anywhere and you don't care. Great. But then the second it takes you out of your peace. Oh. You're not- yeah. If it's annoying you and bothering you and it's wasting time and energy just to have an experience. You're not listening to the feeling that's creating the lack of great experience. That experience is like, ugh. well, that's your body telling you stop. <laughs> is that See, maybe that it's just that I know I'm not like cutting people off. I just know it's a no. Yeah. That's claircognizant. Like clairsentience is the knowing through feeling there's clairvoyance, right? Like, mm. so the claircognizant is like, you just know. So listen, because eventually it's going to like, are you going to pass the test? You're going to fail. And every time that you fail, well, you have to learn the same lesson again until you find out that you're worthy of the greater experience. And so when you start saying no, 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 it's without the expectation. Well, that no is now meaning that I'm closer to the yes. Yes, this is true. But you're expecting him to be something without allowing yourself to recognize, why did I just say no? Oh, yeah, because they were going to be this and that. And I knew that my value of self is worth this. That doesn't mean that they're wrong for how they valued me. I just know what I'm worth. So thank you. No, thank you. Move on. And as that vibration continues to raise, you're going to start finding men, not boys, because you found a woman, not a girl. Mm. Mm, Amen to that. I'm just saying. That's some Ruth shit right there. Bring me to the light. Bring me. So I want to be Ruth, right? That's the goal. (laughs) The thing is, Ruth's you, job sounds hard. I don't want to be Ruth. Yeah, you know, <laughs> What's like the male equivalent to Ruth? Moses? <laughs> Yo, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I love I that. I think so, because yeah, Moses? He, yeah, he... So we want brought, Moses? Brought the, yeah, like our Moses? Mo- I want Moses. Yeah, you want a Moses. Yeah, he I wouldn't... Know. He's a guy that wouldn't cheat knowing that Ramsey's wife or potential wife wanted him. And he wouldn't do it no matter what. Mm. And he was like, all right, well, I'm leaving Egypt. And then he actually found him a loyal wife. And then he went back to Egypt to try and save the world. And he did it in a way. And his family was there with him. Like, you want that shit. <laughs> wow. 10 he, years of Moses was just class in my me shit. I haven't even I don't taken a class. I don't remember. Guys, any this is this. just knowledge in my head from children's books. Oh. Hey, at least some of it worked. You know, some of it stuck. So, so are we very little? get our ideas from you like how you do things and then we'll bring them to fruition at the end of the day like i will offer whatever you ask a question for well like i met your generator manifester right yes so like do we just like take 
from you, <laughs> not take from you, but like learn from you. And then like other, so you can help me see a vision that I may not be able to see. Like okay. I can, like, Hey, I would like this, this, and this to go together. And all the way I can see a large picture. What do you think? How do you feel? And then you will digest it. Wait, be conscious. Like, mm, yeah, no, I don't feel this would work. I feel this. What do you also think about this, this, and this? And it's like, oh shit, you just expanded my scope and knowledge. Now then you give it back to me and I go and manifest it and generate. Okay. Right. And that's how you as the projector were able to lead myself to help create a greater world. Do you feel that we have done that for you today? (laughs) Yes, in many ways. I'm so glad we can help. Yeah. So is there like just for any crystals for beginners or not? We're like kind of like not too beginner. I mean, I'm pretty beginner, but like any recommendations for us? Um, right off the bat, clear quartz. I have I have some of that somewhere. Yeah, the reason I why hope it's I, not the one that I bought you because I bought it from a random place and I just don't trust it. So I would did not you get me the one. fat one or did you get me the little one? Because I think I have a little one and the one. long one. Long skinny or yeah, skinny. Fat. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I, okay. I just don't. Like, so don't maybe I need some real. new parts. Maybe. <laughs> well, I'm looking at one that I don't I'm know. Sorry, if it's I tried to help, and I just really don't. I feel like it's plastic. Okay, so maybe I should get some new quartz. JIC, yeah. just in Great. case. Okay. So clear quartz. The reason being is like this vibration of a clear quartz. Whatever you physically set that intention to it will restructure its vibration to make sure that you then receive said thing. That's why it's so powerful. Very common stone. Cause it's like, yo, this is trying to raise the vibration and it wants you to experience the highest and best good of yourself. So let it help you and have a lot of it. Right. Like a lot of people are like, yo, let me get the Moldavite. Like you ain't ready for the Moldavite coach. Like learn to just mm-hmm. go put the pads, right? Like, and putting on the pads, this stone could literally change your life. Like a Moldavite. It's just energy. If you program this to be like Moldavite, one of the most rarest and powerful stones, you're like, be this to help me transform my life. It will do that. It's just a trapped vibration. You are the one that gives the power to the stone at the end of the day. And it's like, yes, there is some resonance, like a song that's playing, like you can decide, oh, this is a good song or a bad song, but it's still going to affect you. It's still going to have an effect on you. That's the stone's baseline. But if you're like, yo, I want this stone, this song, I really want to be able to hear the in and outs of like what it's trying to tell me you then empowered it to move you in that way. You know what I'm saying? So clear courts is that you empower it to play the song that you would like to actually experience as life. So that's one. And then the second one, if you guys are projectors, as a right. A-Z, as a right. U-R-I-T-E. Okay, as a right. As a right. It is the third eye. This stone is all about the psychic abilities, the third eye, opening up that intuition. As projectors, do we have like good third eyes? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's literally how oh, you see okay. it. Literally, yeah. it's like. Just making sure. When you, open, when you actually open up that more, like you'll begin to experience beyond the veil, right? You'll be able to see people's auras. You'll be able to see other beings. You'll be able to see multiple timelines, but peacefully as one thing versus an IMAX like, I have no idea what the hell's going on around me. Yeah, because you don't have the vision that's allowing you to understand what is happening for you, not to you. Um, so Azerite's one, and the last one is soda light. 
sort of like. Oh, wait, how have one. one. Is it the I blue heard one? It was great for weight loss. Yeah, same. It didn't work, but it's. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. No. But yeah. I actually and I would like shove little. it in my pants at the gym and oh. like in my bra, like. <laughs> And I was like, sometimes it would fall out as I was freaking out. But I was don't like, mind it. It's just my sodalite. <laughs> yeah, it literally had crystals else. coming out of like literally everything. And I was like, ah-ha. <laughs> but yeah. just I was really trying to lose weight. And it just wasn't wow. there. So how was your experience with sodalite, ladies? <laughs> so maybe we need some new sodalite. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you tainted yours by putting it in your pants. Okay. That's how I feel. <laughs> That's that, the vision but, I'm seeing with my third eye. Is that where else was I one. supposed to put it? I had to have it on me. I thought when I was working out for it to get the full effect. You could put it in your bra. You could. Put That's it what I did bra. too. It was all of it. But where the pants come in? Like I don't even understand where there's like went. those little pockets in the pants. You know those little tiny oh, things. Oh, and then I'd put it like the key I'd, thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then sometimes oh. I don't know what I'd be doing, but then it'd be I like, just have this vision rock. that you just like shoved it down your pants and we're like trying no, to not r- like run my like underwear that. you weirdo that's fucking okay. uncomfortable what am I supposed to think when you say I put soda light in my pants I get it I get it I should have been more specific I, I my visual would have been the same thing that you thought of exactly okay but it was in the key pocket gotcha so okay. soda light is one and that's because it's for the beginners kind of intermediates opening up to spirituality um really good at communicating in a beautiful, peaceful way towards <laughs> self and towards others. Okay. And then the last that I hear is aquamarine. Do either of you have aquamarine? Oh, no, I had, the lady at the crystal store thought I bought that, but that wasn't the one. It was Amazonite, I believe. I don't know how to say yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and she gave me a little card for aquamarine, but that wasn't what I got. Yeah. So. Not, unfortunately, I'm So sorry. I should go back and get some aquamarine. Yes, because she gave you actually what you needed, not the stone you. Because I was like, this crystal girl knows what she's talking about. Like, this is her shop. And then I was like, did she not recognize the stone right off the bat? That's a okay. Got it. See, look, and now it's coming full circle, right? Like, what is the chances that I'm out of thousands of stones? I express what I feel, and then you mm-hmm. had this circle. You know, I gotta go to the like, crystal store now. So. Yeah. Um, Aquamarine, and that's because it does a really good job of working from the heart and then speaking calmly, which is the blue through the waters, to self. Loving self, feeling it first, and then communicating that to self. And you create this nice, beautiful cycle, which eventually then can pour into other people. But you have to learn to do it with yourself. So it's going to go out. I love that. So you know how you just said something about like talking or whatever, like smoothly? Is that kind of what you're saying like <laughs> like your voice I this is a genuine question like did you always speak like this or like did you always yeah, have like your this voice smooth so- soothing really voice? soothing Jennifer and I would listen to your voice messages and we're like I could fall asleep to this like this is so yes. soothing okay you guys what we're talking about is instead of texting he'll like send voice messages sometimes yeah. and me and Katie would listen to them over and over because <laughs> okay, it's like okay it's it was just me I don't know I about we were just being honest here um and because it's his voice is so fucking soothing yeah like will my like voice like, get a little soothing after working hey on guys it? okay I mean, it's not like that yeah. it's like what it sounds like thanks like, yeah. um it's because i've slowed things down i used to actually raise my voice because people can't hear me so like my regular voice is actually down here 
Like, this is not me lowering my voice in any way. If I'm lowering it. Wait, really? That's yeah. There it is, guys. Do you like hear it? Like, that would be not natural for yeah, me. This, this, this would be my normal voice. And there's what? not a lot that you can hear. There, it sounds like a mumbling of the words are over each other. Like, but if I lower it, it's down here. Just to show you, like, I raise it up here so people can hear me. And I've done this oh. my whole life. And it has to deal with talking fast. Sometimes I would talk really fast and then I go up here and then I'm just like. So like me and Jennifer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) From New York, you know, we talk fast. So when I remember to California, it actually normalizes and that's take, that's taken time. Okay. That's amazing. So we could potentially kind of get there. I I mean, if you want to, yeah. (laughs) It's literally hard. Does this soothe you guys? Does this make you feel good? It's hard for me to talk like this, but we'll just let you talk like that. That's fine. We'll just listen to you. No problem. (laughs) Do you do sound baths, by the way? I don't. I do do toning with my voice, but that's about the extent. I have a sound bowl, but again, I don't do baths. Okay. I think the voice is plenty. It's good for us. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I just did my first one a few weeks ago and it was really cool. It was the only time I could ever, I felt like meditate or like see things. And I was like, you guys, like, I felt like I was kind of fucked up. <laughs> like, it yeah. was like the best way I could describe it. So. Yeah, <laughs> but it was great. Yeah. You get this actual high, this sensation. Yeah. Like, that's what I feel people think when they hear consciousness, right? Like this whole heightened experience that is so unobtainable. And it's like, no consciousness literally simply is experiencing vibration now if this vibration increases beyond a literal vibration it's words then there's another level is it ringing is it tones is it feelings that's consciousness is all of it like it's not just like hearing the voice oh god being one with source no consciousness is literally the plethora of things that you may not be unaware of but are creating sensations communicating to you through frequency that's it vibration the stone i'm holding on to it i feel this tingling sensation this is consciousness communicating to you through your physical consciousness set sensation how often should we cleanse them again um it also depends but if you were to go on an average i would do it at least twice a month oh that's it so i don't need to do it like every week i like to do it i mean i like to do it every i like to do it every week just because there's so much energy that they take on either from me walking in the room or just being in la um and they appreciate it the more that you take care of them the more they respond and take care of you if you ignore them then i mean they can't help you that's it you know what i'm saying like if you talk to your crystals you're like Hey, what's up guys? Like, how you doing? I love you. Like whatever you'd be surprised how things will happen or unfold. And then if you literally take the clear course and like, Hey, like I would love to hear or know your name and you sat in silence and you didn't expect a name. And then a name came to you. Ask again, ask again. If it's that same name. Wow. You just learned a stone's name and it communicated to you through consciousness. Like as in like Johnny or something like that, like literally anything. It'll be <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking. Hers is Johnny. Ring. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know, but like, what kind of name are they supposed to give me? Like, or take away expectation. It's gonna like imagine someone asks you their name and they're like, oh, "Well, she's supposed to give me an Erica." Like you know, <laughs> like, obviously looks like that would suck. So that you'd only they would only hear Erica. Hi, my name is Kate. Erica, you mean? You know, Your like name's I, Erica. I, I don't to do that, right? Like, <laughs> um, 
I don't really get Erica no. vibes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I get what you're trying. I get what you're trying to say. <laughs> so it's like, um, it, it's just again being open. That's the thing is like surrendering to what you think it should be, just allow. Or like, I have this question. I would really like to know the next direction in my life and where I should be. Can you help me with this? To the Sweet. crystals. Yes. And like, I've literally meditated and gotten answers on where to go and how to be. And that's actually how I ended up leaving to go to LA versus going to Maine. I sat and meditated with this enormous crystal over there. And this crystal gave me this entire download of potentials that I could do while in LA. And in Maine, it didn't, it told me not so much. Like, this is not what you're meant to do. And I was like, thank you for the internal confirmation to then experience the external result, right? The internal always comes first. There's nothing inside of you that you did not create which you are experiencing in your external reality. You're like, wait, so the person that came up to me and like almost hit me with their car, I created? Yes. Oh, so every shit driver I'm creating? Yeah, you actually are because I I agree with this 100% because (laughs) I don't get like the all these shit drivers that you do. But when I drive with you, there always seems to be a shit driver. It is you. Always. Correct. And our friend who's an energy, she does energy healing. And she was like, you're throwing daggers in their backs. And I was like, well, she's a psychopath. She literally, I'll be dry. I was just with her last weekend and she's like, fucking die like just like yell things and I'm like it's like something comes up for me because yeah Jennifer's like love and light I'm like they don't deserve it right now they just fucked up it's like she turns into a demon it like switches yeah I really can't help and I was like I want to shove rose quartz and throw it out their window yeah no she wanted to shove a a rose quartz up their ass that's not she didn't say a window she said shove it up their ass okay whatever they needed some I apparently need some love up their asshole so I okay I'm manifesting starting from the root <laughs> bad drivers she really wanted to put it up there just put it right up the root <laughs> just trying to ground you sir yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so, Oof. still stuff I got uh, yeah on. I'm glad I'm glad we touched on this actually because yeah it's you it's me yeah it's it's, it's me. okay because then from Jennifer's perspective like you also created for her to have this experience sharing <laughs> because you're welcome I have the most peaceful drives. Like driving is like my meditation time. Like I just feel so peaceful when I'm driving by myself and then I get in the car with you (laughs) and it literally is like an aneurysm. It's like a fucking train wreck. It's like, I can't help it. Everyone's a terrible driver. No, right. (laughs) Here we go again. Right. But that's, what's so beautiful. Right. And this is what I'm trying to express is like, okay, so she, Kate creates the experience where she literally is projecting shitty drivers. So then she only experiences shitty drivers. Right. And Jennifer, you project a peaceful driver. So you don't even experience anything else other than peaceful drivers. Right. So there's the knowing of what you are where Kate doesn't even know if she's a peaceful one or not. So she projects what she doesn't know and then experiences it. So why you guys come together is because Jennifer, you can offer because Kate has the choice about hey i get it this time what about a deep breath what about pausing what about like and it would be your lesson to learn how to offer something to someone because then you can elevate them right that's why you chose to be the friend because it's not anybody else which is why i'm saying you created the experience because you needed to learn that you could be a teacher of peaceful driving of peaceful anything and this is your first exam or first little test or quiz. Like Jennifer's driving. If she wasn't my friend, I would be 
throwing daggers in her back personally, but like he is my friend. So, sweet. so I don't mind. So I just let it go. So now right. I need to learn to let it go with everyone who's not my friend. Correct. Because you're actually accepting the fact like, wow, I may be the one that's causing someone to want to throw a dagger at me. I mean, she does because the way she swerves around people and just wastes her gas, you know, I by accelerating. Place, I, so I, I like to get to places and I don't like to di- like lag we, and I we need to go doing shit. Like we'll be driving. I know. I don't care. Taco Bell. I could, and, but I, I got to get there. We have our tacos in the car. Don't care. I'm hungry. I got to go. Like I like to make it as efficient and fast as possible. Right. And so the deeper root about that is like, I understand the fast and efficient because it's about me. Oh. Mm. Uh, <laughs> wow, we're really right. getting to the root. Right. You know what I'm saying it's about me not being aware of, oh, wait, what about the other me's? <laughs> right. So when you experience yourself, then all of a sudden you're like, hey, I'm trying to get somewhere. And then the person cuts your ass off because they're trying to get somewhere. So now right. you're your internal self Damn there. It. And then when you throw a dagger, you throw it at yourself. So it's like, there's your mirror again. <sighs> I've had so many mirrors at me right now. It's crazy, but I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for the mirrors. And I appreciate that you're even open to them. And it's going to be funny. Like, I hope it becomes a joke. I'm like, there's your mirror. Fuck, I created that too. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) No, well, the daggers became a joke because once my friend told me about them, I'm like throwing them in everyone's back. And I'm like, this shouldn't be a joke. She like keeps (laughs) daggers in her purses and just hands them out like they're fucking candy. But I I am working on it. I am working on it. I'm trying to say sending love your way, but I say it like that with my teeth. She does. I'm like sending love your way. Take this love. Again, that's a step. Like I'm trying to compliment people. Yeah, I I really am. And it's not because I don't want to compliment people. I just get shy. Hey, that's awesome. That you could be shy and it doesn't have to be verbal. Which is and it stop trying because trying is also the foot in the door that's like, but I'm willing to fail. No, you're not. I am complimenting people. The degree of which you do it, that's for you. Oh, so don't say I'm trying. I'm doing it. Yeah, because trying is like, are you ready for the party? Or are you at the party? Like, you ready? I am at the party. We are at the party with the bros. The players are there. Who it's are great third people. Eye is open. Not my cheating. third eye is open. <laughs> I know. And I kind of felt bad for Jennifer because I could tell she was like, oh, scared. Like, love and light, love and light. And I was just yeah, like, because I was like, are, like, what if that person has like a gun? And they just, oh, I don't want to manifest My that. grandma always says that. And I was like, Yo, you've been doing but this my mom always says, yeah, you like, gotta stop thinking of rage. Yeah, you I've been listening to you all now. You're like, yo, what if like something goes outside and pees in the moon water? Like, <laughs> yeah, see, you're a whatever. Yeah, I am a whatever. Yeah, I think yeah. about everything. Like, I yeah. think yeah, of but almost, all the things that can happen before I do anything. In a bad sense, in a lower vibrational sense, not a bad yeah. sense. Why? You think about the thing you don't want to experience more than experiencing the thing that you do. Mm-hmm. It was like, I do. Correct. Hey, I invite you to recognize. Wait a second. I'm not even going to say that. Wouldn't it be so nice? And this is the phrase that has changed my life. Wouldn't it be so nice? I swear to God, we can laugh about it all we want, but wouldn't it be so nice if, boom, and you can say, I experienced, I put my moon water outside and it was absolutely perfectly charged and I loved every single ounce of it. Oh, like she shouldn't Period. say, wouldn't it be nice if a deer Period. didn't pee in this? Right. Because that means you asked, wouldn't it be nice if a deer peed in this? Because didn't, never, can't, doesn't, the universe doesn't know doesn't what get it. Yeah. That's why you experience your fears because it's like, oh, you, they 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 are really feeling this thing. They really want this. So here you go. 
Well, I'm glad I never even put my water out there because it probably would have had pee in it. Because you were thinking that. Because I was thinking about the pee. Right. Yeah. Other than like, you know, the probability of that even trying to or attempt to happen that a, a deer would find the water, <laughs> drink it, and then decide, hmm, this is the location of which I will then excrete. So then maybe she'll never know. And then you fucking drink it. Right? Like <laughs> The probability of all of that happening is insane but <laughs> in the reality i'm fucking sure nuts so i get it like i'm not gonna knock it because there's i'm sure there's a world where that's happened i just would say like hear that thought like okay no but i get it <laughs> it is really crazy when you say it like that <laughs> like i'm yeah. like but do you have deer do you live where there are deer just like naturally? no i have an enclosed oh. backyard <laughs> She doesn't even live in the wilderness. (laughs) Exactly. But you went Uh, fully said, yo, but what if a deer really peed in that water? Like you weren't fucking around. We're like kind of joking, but also like, but what about that? Like I just assumed it was an actual possibility. Like it's just right. So what if the deer peed? Anything's possible. I love when you manifest just not probable. Yes. That doesn't mean that miracles can't happen. And that would, I would honestly, if that happened, I would die and laugh. <laughs> like, look at your ability to create one. Now, how about you use it to create what you want versus what you don't? This is a deer urine. Yeah. yeah I think so. I would, yeah. Like, I would like moon water that would absolutely attract so much abundance into my life that I would be so absolutely surprised and joyful that all it took was moon water. Yeah, that would be amazing. And then go experience it. That doesn't include any deer piss <laughs> at all. <laughs> Didn't even like, acknowledge it. Bambi really scarred me. It's just like, ugh, yeah, the deer. I, I, yeah, I got you. But I, like the truth behind that, and I promise, is like when I learned that last year, I thought that phrase was outlandish. Like, again, I'm a very literal and I can be very serious. Like, it's in my nature. I get it. So I'm like, what are the chances that it'll work? I was going to Palm Springs for the first time in my life. And it was two weeks from this moment. And I had asked, you know, I was like, you know what? Wouldn't it be nice if I sold a thousand dollars with the crystals so I can buy myself a new wardrobe? Wouldn't that be so nice? And like, I obviously didn't think this was going to happen whatsoever to the point that the largest crystal I sold, I think was like 50 or $60. Right. So now that's why I was like, go big. My a thousand. Two weeks later, I sold $1,500 worth of stone in one sale. And the next day I left to go to buy myself a new wardrobe. And I was like, all right, that's it. I mean, that's, that's quinky dink. And then I said, wouldn't it be nice if I doubled my savings account that I have here and it's in cash. And then I forgot about it. I really like, it was the month of June. And by the end of the month, I remember getting this final deposit from somebody in cash. And then I went, wait a second. I collected all of this cash over the set of the month and my bank account doubled in my savings. And I was like, wow, this is- Is this because you're a manifestor generator? It is. So I get the ability to do that quicker, but that doesn't mean that a projector who sees it doesn't experience it. What happens is when you want to experience something, you have to listen to your body pulling you in the direction of the thing that you want. That's how the projector, you see the movie, so then go to the movie. But if you feel like, Huh, I'm going to go this way. This doesn't feel like the movie that I want. Don't do it. 
go to the path that feels in alignment with the movie you want to experience. Become your own movie, the art of the projector. Generators, they go about it because I know you asked this question, but generators literally have to work for what they want. But they can experience whatever they want, but it'll take them, say, like two or three weeks to experience it versus a manifesting generator. It may take one or two weeks to experience it versus a manifester who could literally experience it same day. Like manifestors yeah. can say something and they can literally have it like that. I knew I was not day. that. Yeah. Mine kind of takes yeah, I knew I was not that. Mine takes yeah, a for- fucking long ass time. Right. But that's because the visions that you have are so large that it takes time to get all of the pieces together, which is beautiful. So if you have a smaller vision, just as powerful, you experience the vision quicker. That's it. Set greater intention to experience a smaller experience. Like I would love if I drove tomorrow and I can just see my entire path. was just absolutely beautiful. It was absolutely effortless. I've done this before. I literally used Moldavite. And all I did when I drive, I was supposed to be late to work by 10 minutes. Like I was leading a meditation. It was across town. It was the middle of rush hour. And I'm like, I honestly just fucked myself. Like, but I was like, you know what? I believe in the power in stones. So I held the Moldavite. And all I did was see and ask, wouldn't it be so nice if I got there so fast, so smooth and effortless that I would be there five minutes early. Boom, lane, open up. And I did this and got all the way across town with five minutes before class started and then told the class, this was a miracle that I'm here on time and did it for two weeks. Like it's literally just surrendering to the attachment of what you think. I saw something, I wanted something and I let the universe create the how. Wouldn't it be nice? I was just singing the song. Yes. Yeah, Wouldn't it, it be, be nice? nice? All that plays in my head. Yeah. And the non-attachment though is the key. You can't be attached. You can't be like, where, the, where is my effortless traffic? Where oh, my- that's what a reader just told yeah. Jennifer. We have to stop like worrying about it so much and just like it's out there, it's gonna happen. Just stop thinking about it every f- freaking second. Yeah. Of the you day. Let the universe create it because what happens is your mind is going, mm, no, this is the realistic way. And so you only create this tunnel. And if you don't experience this tunnel, you're missing all of the other ways. That's because mm. you control it. Let go of the control and then go let the universe bring it to you in the infinite ways of it happening like it's it's hysterical how many times i've created something and just like yeah you know what like that's whatever i believe it'll happen i just don't know how and then it does but the second i'm like it's right here it's right i feel it it's there and then all of a sudden things are lining up and things are unfolding and then i'm like uh, uh," and then i choke the shit out of it and then it dies it's like oh my god i'm literally choking everything like i'm a choker let go (laughs) Let go of the choker. Let go. Yeah. I mean, that's my MO. If I was a serial killer, I'd be a choker. Yeah. Damn. I I hear it. Dagger. Damn is right. Your own life. You're like. Yeah, I'm a serial. I need to stop watching my serial killer shows. Yeah. Because I'm literally serial killing my own life. That's crazy. So now that you're aware of this, I invite you to start creating what you want. The same thing with you, Kate. Like, especially you two together. If you both agree on a vision. Well, then now it's multiple capacity, you know, like you're powerful by yourself. I get it. You have God, source, universe with you. But if you have two universes together with the same vision, that. Yeah, I think we could do great. Like, but I feel like right now, like Katie's sitting on top of it and I'm choking it out and we are just like fucking beating this shit to death. You know, like we are jumping. 
our visions. Right. We need right. to just try not relax. to think about it so much. We made our vision it. boards. Like our Katie and Jennifer has a specific board just for us. Cool. And how can people contact you if they like, what's your social media handle? If people, you know, want to reach out for some help. Yeah. It's just Devin Kajus. So D E V O N not Devon or Devion, which is what I got the other day. I was dying of laughter. Devon <laughs> reminds me of Devion. that's a Raven and Raven's boyfriend on that's a Raven. Huh, right. Don't remember him. Yep. Devon. There's no capital. It's just Devin Kajus. So C A California, the word just, and the letter E and then the number 86. Um, you can reach out to me there, like Instagram. I try to do my best at answering in terms of like time because I'm very present. Uh, I don't like to be on my phone a lot. I like to be right where I'm at. It doesn't mean I'm ignoring you. And I pretty much have answered every single Instagram message that I've ever received um, just because I don't want people to feel ignored. Unless you're being ruthless and reckless, then I'm like, I don't need that in my life. There's my no. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> so uh, please reach out to me there um either i can set up a longer conversation you know a consultation which i've done for people card readings all that sure but if you generally just have like this one question i don't mind helping you out because you'll do it on instagram so might as well hit me up as well and that helps you sweet i'm here for you oh you Shoot do card phone. readings too yeah yeah you yeah, do yeah. all you yeah I just like, I like, you know, it's like a garage, right? Like when you're trying to build something, you want to freaking have like a drill, a hammer, a saw. You want all the tools. So like, I want as many tools as I can have. Well, thank you. Likewise. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. So if you guys like this content and want to see more, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Brutally Blunt Podcast, on Twitter at Brute Blunt Pod, and make sure to like, follow, subscribe wherever you listen. And we'll see you guys next week.